effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous man availeth much. Your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-great-great-grandparents were praying for you. The things that they, they, that they had to endure, they didn't want us to endure. The tribulations that they had to face, oh my gosh, I can see them already. God, please deliver me. Make the life for my children and my children's children even better. Allow them and afford them privileges that I didn't have. These are the prayers that we are standing on, folks. Well, hello, family and friends, and happy Black History Month, and welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and, you know, changed. Um, As we do every single week, we acknowledge a Black creative, entrepreneur, businessman, or woman for doing what they do absolutely best, and Black excellence as it shines so brightly. And today we are going to put our spotlight on Miss Brie Connor. If you do not know who Brie is, she is a high school senior that went viral for getting accepted into not one, not two, but 50 different colleges across the country. Y'all know I'm an advocate for college and 50 college acceptances is a remarkable number um, to be accepted into. So congratulations to Brie. We are so happy for you and we cannot wait to see where your decision is placed for the fall. So um, today is going to just be Ah, today is going to be a conversation. We are having a little porch talk today. And um, it's a conversation that I have been having with myself and reflecting over the past couple of years. Um, Just looking over my life, I, I can honestly say that life isn't too bad for me. Like things are looking good. I graduated from college last year. I'll be getting married this year. By next year, I'll have my master's degree. Like things are looking pretty good. Um, There are so many possibilities that are laid before me that I can't even imagine being into. Um, And that's just the beauty and the glory of God and the fact that he has just been blessing me my entire life. And that got me thinking of my reality and my lineage and those that came before me and my family and how the reality that I have and the things that I am afforded to do and operate in, that those things were not afforded to my ancestral line. And it just got me thinking like, wow, Kendra, you are extremely blessed to be in the position that you are in. Um, There was a time in this country, in the U.S., that we were not able to attend college. African-Americans were not able to attend college. There was a time in this country, the land of the free and the home of the brave, that it was illegal for African-American people to marry one another. 
And the opportunity that I have and the things that I aspire to were different aspirations that they had. Some, well, many may have just had to hold on to hope to make it to the next day. And to every single African-American person listening to this, I want us to understand that we are not here on our own merit. We did not get here and was presented with the luxury and the privilege that we have. Not to say that, you know, you know, everything is all peaches and cream in this country because we all know that is furthest from the truth. But we've come a long way and we did not get here by ourselves. When you hear about the transatlantic safe trade and how Europeans stole Africans or stole slaves. I'm going to put that in quotes, air quotes, because they did not steal slaves. They stole doctors. They stole engineers. They stole authors. They stole lawyers. They stole inventors. They stole leaders. They didn't steal slaves because the bodies that were brought from West Africa to the U.S. and to other corners of the world were not slaves. They were enslaved people. But oftentimes we forget the term people. As I reflect on the transatlantic slave trade, and I learned so much in college about um, not just Black American history, but just Black history Um, throughout the diaspora when I got to college because they don't teach um, a black nothing K through 12. I had to, I had to pay my good money, my good, my good coin to attend um, a university to really be exposed to the ugly truths that this country is embarrassed to talk about. <clears throat> and I want us to put ourselves in the positions of African people and being enslaved. You are living amongst people that, you know, speak the same language, have the same religion, have the same cultures and concept of what you do day to day, right? And then being taken from your home, taken from your children. And the way that the whole slave trade went down, they didn't assign, we're going to enslave this family over here and make sure that the the mom has, you know, her children and has her husband. They were all taken from each other. You were put on a ship laying next to somebody that spoke a different language than you. That was from a different tribe than you were. You didn't have your children with you. You didn't have your spouse or your siblings with you because the slave traders did not see them as human, but they seen them as subhuman. And imagine months on a ship and you are shoulder to shoulder with somebody and you have bodies stacked on top of you. Y'all, the things that our ancestors went through, it wasn't just they they, they came here <laughs> on a boat and they had room service and they had the luxuries and they came over with willingly. And, you know, this is what I ain't going to name no names, but this is the narrative that folks would tell you because the ugly truth about this country is they enslaved people 
and brought them for labor. So imagine getting off of this boat if you survived. If you survived the slave revolts that happened on the ship. If you did not jump off the ship because of depression. If you, if you survived being brought here to America in 1619, over 400 years ago, once you were a doctor, once you were a businesswoman, once you were a king, once you were regal, once you had your own business, and now you are enslaved and the humanity that you left Africa with was stripped from you instantly. Folks, to my African-American folks, specifically, this is your lineage. No matter how long ago, I'm, I'm using air quotes again, no matter how long ago people tried to tell you this happened, we are still living the repercussions of it. Facts. No, we did not have to endure the transatlantic slave trade. No, you were not sold for $300 to work for a family until you die. But we are still living the repercussions of this tragedy. I even reflect on my own bloodline, the blood that is flowing through my veins. Um, and not even that long ago, I'll say two generations, which would be my grandparents. My grandparents on both sides of my family, they had to quit elementary school to go out in the fields and pick vegetation, pick cotton, pick tomatoes, pick corn. And Um, I think the highest education they all had was probably no more than the third or fourth grade. All of my grandparents were a part of the, the, the the great migration. And if you don't know what that is, it's when a lot of African-Americans traveled from Southern states up into the Northern states or towards the West. And they all landed in Richmond, California. And even the testimony of my grandmother is so precious and dear to me because she left my mom in Alexandria, Louisiana for a couple of years to come out to California to start a life so she can have a better life for her and her child. My my grandmother did not know how to read. She came out to California, had to apply for a home, had to apply for you know, a driver's license and didn't know how to read the the manual, but was able to get a driver's license. Let me tell you, I just want to pause real quick. And I don't want us to overlook or underestimate people that don't have the same privilege that we do when it comes to education. My grandmother did not know how to read or write, but let me tell you that beautiful black woman hustled and provided for her child with integrity. You can be a black man intellectual. You can be a black woman intellectual and be illiterate. This is true because you are going to do God willing, God giving you the strength. I'll tell you that because it's it's not the strength of our own, but God willing and giving you the strength 
Perseverance can come out of so many different ways. And you do not have to be qualified in order to get the things that you need. And I even think about the prayers of my grandparents and my parents. That's another thing that we should never underestimate the prayers of our ancestors, the prayers of people that came before us. Because like we um, went over last week, James 5 and 16 says, the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man availeth much. And that's out of the King James Version. I'm gonna say it again. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man availeth much. Your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-great-great-grandparents were praying for you. The things that they, they, that they had to endure, they didn't want us to endure. The tribulations that they had to face, oh my gosh, I can see them already. God, please deliver me. Make the life for my children and my children's children even better. Allow them and afford them privileges that I didn't have. These are the prayers that we are standing on, folks. These are the prayers that we should never forget. And even now, as we are still in a battle, still in a fight for for justice, We're fighting racial inequality. We're fighting for equity. And some may even say, and I find this to be true, we are still fighting for our humanity. Let us continue and keep that same energy of praying for our children and the generation to come after that and the generation to come even after that because the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Yes, I can say that I'm privileged right now. Granted all the things that God has given me, but the fight is not finished yet. We still got a long ways to go. One day I want my children and my grandchildren, my great grandchildren to be able to walk down the street and not have to look over their shoulders. Looking at the cops funny. I do. There are so many things and challenges that I have in this country as a black woman that has not found a a, a resolution that I don't want future generations to experience. We have to sometimes sit with the struggles of our family, the struggles of our own lineage, and just thank God that the prayers that went forth for you and I have manifested. They've manifested. And I say that I am my ancestors' wildest dreams because where I come from, and this happens in a lot of um, black communities, um, after after graduating high school, your parents, your grandparents want you to go find a good government job, okay? Good government job. If you ever heard that term, go find you a good government job. If you know, you know, that's all I'm going to say. But there was never a discussion in my household about college. There was never a discussion about um, higher education. And I was the first to pursue college. I was the first one in my family on both sides to go to college, to finish college. And now 
in a graduate program. That is unheard of. (laughs) That is unheard of in my lineage. And I'm not saying it with with the spirit of pride or arrogance, but I'm just saying, look where God has brought us from. Look at where God has brought us from. If I were able to sit face to face with my grandparents who all have gone home to be with the Lord, if I'm able just to sit across from them as an adult and just share my heart and to hear their prayers, oh my gosh, I would be so full. I would be so full. And to even those people in my family I have never met, generations before me, that would be amazing. Imagine those conversations. Imagine those prayers of, this is what I prayed for, for you. But God exceeded my prayer. Man. (laughs) Nuts. <laughs> that is just overwhelming just to even think about it. But, you know, since that isn't <laughs> um, an opportunity that I can have now, you know, until we get to heaven, we meet our loved ones in heaven when it's all said and done. I just want to think about the opportunity that I was afforded and the gratitude that I have that somebody was praying for me. That somebody wanted more for me. And in that, I honor God. I honor those prayers and my family. For every opportunity, I walk with pride and integrity. For every opportunity, I don't take it for granted and take advantage of my privilege. But I slow myself down and say, this could have been another way. This could have been a whole nother situation. But today I'm just full of gratitude that someone was praying for me. And that God fulfilled my ancestors' wildest dreams. So as we come to a close from this porch talk, (laughs) This porch talk conversation, I want us to take some time out to reevaluate um, how we move. And if we move on within an attitude of I'm self-made and I got here by myself and baby, you didn't. <laughs> Somebody paved that way for you. Somebody took a lash so you wouldn't have to. So with all hearts and minds clear, we are going to go before the Lord in prayer. God, we just thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for being a prayer answering God. Lord God, I'm I'm praying for every single person that this message is relevant to, that, that every person that is able to relate to what it means to be a product of their ancestors' dreams. God, I pray that you allow us to be grateful for the trials and the tribulations that have been experienced before us. God, I pray that you allow us 
to walk in humility before you, Lord. God, I thank you so much for the privilege and we thank you so much for giving us things that we didn't deserve. From bringing us a mighty long way. God, that was your doing. And God, now as I'm praying and I'm sitting in a position on someone else's prayers, God, I pray for our future generations that you continue to grow us and allow us not to forget where we come from. God, I pray that the things that I deal with within my lifetime progress for my lineage to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that is the word on the street for this week. If you've enjoyed this message, feel free to share it with any and everyone that you know will be blessed from this word. If you want to keep up with your girl, head on over to Instagram and you can follow me at underscore create with Kendra. And until next time, you beautiful, wonderful, fabulous people, be blessed. <laughs>